The Informed Fitness Podcast with Adam Zickerman and co-host Mike Rogers is a presentation of Informed Fitness Studios, a small family of personal training facilities specializing in safe, efficient, high-intensity strength training. On our bi-monthly podcast, Adam and Mike discuss the latest findings in the areas of exercise, nutrition, and recovery with leading experts and scientists. We aim to debunk the popular misconceptions and the urban myths that are so prevalent in the fields of health and fitness, and to replace those sacred cows with scientific-based, up-to-the-minute information on a variety of subjects. We'll cover exercise protocols and techniques, nutrition, sleep, recovery, the role of genetics in the response to exercise, and much more. In this episode, Adam welcomes Shayla McGrady, GM and personal trainer at Inform Fitness. Shayla has been training people virtually long before the COVID-19 pandemic made it popular. They'll discuss the three most challenging aspects of virtual training, technology, equipment, and intensity. We understand that everyone is different. So what will be intense for one person may not be for another. We know how to adjust that accordingly. That is what is important about us and how we work with our clients. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Informed Fitness Podcast. This is Adam Zuckerman, and I'm here today with a special friend and guest, Shayla McGrady. Shayla's been a trainer in Inform Fitness now uh, for five years, and she runs the Port Washington location on Long Island. You know, she, she's fantastic, great personality, one of the most authentic people I know. Welcome to the show, Shayla. Hi, Adam. Thank you so much for having me. Let me just read off uh, your credentials here. Shayla uh, has earned her master's in human service administration and, and her bachelor's degree in psychology from SUNY Buffalo up in upstate New York. She is a certified personal trainer by the National Academy of Sports Medicine. And she has the, of course, the power of 10 certification for me. (laughs) Shayla uh, jumped from another career right into personal training. She took the plunge joining Informed Fitness five years ago. She resigned from a full-time career as a, what what was your, what were you doing? I was the director of residence life at SUNY Downstate. At SUNY Downstate, and um, is now enjoying her position as general manager in Port Washington, Long Island. Uh, Shayla truly, truly understands the pressure society places on men and women when it comes to body image, and she once upon a time fought to keep up with those demands. She now places an even greater emphasis on the importance of health lifestyle, both for herself and all that she meets. She, like I said before, she's probably one of the most authentic people I know. So what you see is what you get with Shayla, and we're going to talk about something that's kind of relevant today, given the COVID-19 pandemic and shutdowns and how it's changed the fitness world, turned it pretty much upside down on its head. And we've been doing these virtual workouts. And it's been, for me, it's been like about eight weeks, give or take. But for Shayla, and the reason I wanted her on the show to talk about this is because she's been doing it a lot longer than that. She's been, you can say she's one of the pioneers in this virtual workout stuff um, and training people virtually. So it's great to get our insights on this stuff. We're going to be talking about the challenges of virtual workouts. Are you going to get same workout as you would get using machines? All right, Shayla, virtual training. It's been a journey. You know, it's been a real learning experience for me, training people virtually. And I like it. I don't like it, to be honest with you. (laughs) 
Um, there are challenges, right? There are lots of challenges. Let's talk about those challenges. First of all, I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like I'm already kind of Debbie Downer, right? Just what I just said. Like it. <laughs> I actually love it in the sense that it it enables us to do. Th- we have a lot of flexibility with this, and uh, you are getting good workouts. But there are challenges, particularly with people that don't have any equipment. So that's one of the things. So when we try to convert our clients to to working out virtually when the shutdowns occurred, people were very skeptical because they said, I don't have any equipment. And, and the other thing is I want to talk about specifically are older people that don't have equipment. So they have their own set of challenges. Number one, being older, having a lot of the arthritis and all the itises <laughs> um, <laughs> and not having equipment. So let, let's talk about it. How, how do you meet those challenges and how can you assure somebody that it's okay? Well, you're absolutely correct. Those are the challenges a lot of people face, old and young. I wouldn't even say it is specific only to the elderly. But my way of encouraging clients who are skeptical or who are nervous about how this works and if it will work well is by explaining it to them. So first, equipment, right? All that they need is a a telephone, a cell phone, an iPad, or a computer. They do not need a lot of appliances. They do not need a lot of equipment to do to make this work. So So they don't need like a mixing board like I have? No, they don't need a fridge. No. (laughs) (laughs) No You need headphones per se? You don't need headphones per se, no. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're in, you're at home. You're not on, out on the beach, the waves. So keeping it very simple in regards to equipment and letting them know that it does not require a lot. And you don't need to be a millennial or younger as far as understanding the technology. It's, technology is pretty easy. We're using Facebook or or Zoom. We're using FaceTime or Zoom. Oh, I or said Facebook. <laughs> That's okay. Or Skype. So Skype, FaceTime, Zoom. I guess Facebook could work in some ways. Those are the three main devices. FaceTime, Zoom, and what's the third? Skype. Oh, Skype, of course. Okay. So if you have any skepticism regarding equipment, get over it. There's not a lot of equipment. From a technology standpoint, that should not be a barrier to entry to doing virtual workouts. If you own a cell phone, an up-to-date cell phone, more or less, you have access to virtual training. I would say that, and I mentioned this in the past on another podcast. I don't know if I did it on my our podcast or as a guest on somebody else's. Anyway, a tripod, a little mini tripod for your cell phone because you end up trying to balance it on something to get the right angle because that's, that's, I guess, the next challenge I wanted to talk to you about, uh, setting it up like so they see you. Like you said, it's not a mirror, I think you said. Right. <laughs> right, because people stand in front of it and they want to see themselves and don't take into account that I need, we need to see them as the instructor. So honestly, when I tell people to set up their phone or their computer, I suggest that they place it lower so that I'm able to see them from head to toe. I also suggest that they stand between six to eight feet away. The farther away you are, the more I'm able to see you entirely. 
Yeah, more depth for sure. And again, right. a mini tripod works beautiful for that. I mean, it's literally like you can buy one on Amazon for 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just stand it up low on the ground and, and, and you can put it at any angle you need and you're not balancing on a wall or a book or whatever right. you find. And it doesn't slip and fall off because a lot of times there's not enough friction below it to kind of keep it up. You know, so these little mini tripods are, are a great asset, especially when you're just using a, a, a phone. Now, the other thing that's good is a laptop. Because you can you can tilt the laptop, you know, the, the top of the laptop up and down. You can put the laptop on the floor and then tilt that as you need it, depending upon what you're doing. And um, then we can see them perfectly. Absolutely. The other challenge for older people, particularly older people, is that they don't have any equipment. And, you know, being where we are in New York City, a lot of our clients in New York City, they have small apartments and they don't want equipment collecting dust in their apartment. I mean, that's why they come to us in the first place. So how do you, especially an older person, because, you know, one of the reasons all the people gravitate to informed fitness is because we have such great equipment and we don't exacerbate a lot of injuries and they can do things that they, they would really have, would have trouble doing with body weight or maybe they have a, a severe weakness. So, you know, they can't really support themselves in a lot of ways. And the equipment kind of is just a great workaround for people that have arthritic issues, orthopedic issues weight issues, quite honestly, weakness issues, asymmetry, one side being, you know, uh, weaker than the other equipment helps with that aspect to an extent. So how do you work around that without any equipment virtually? Great question. And that's the thing. There are no substitutions for the weights that we have at Inform, of course. But in regards to working out at home without equipment, I train many clients who do not have equipment many clients who are of elderly age. And what I like to do is utilize furniture. So chairs, being able to do squats on a chair, seated, coming up and down so that way you're using your proper form. Also balancing on a chair, so placing it on the side of you while you're doing lunges, one foot behind the other, just to maintain that balance. Right. So you're doing the lunges, but you have the chair right there by your side. So you can just use your hands to balance you as you, you hold that position. And you don't have to go that low with lunges either. You can go down a little bit. A little bit goes a long way. You bend that knee, your thighs kick in. Your, your quadriceps, your, your, your glutes, your hamstrings, they kick in. You don't have to go into these deep knee bends. Right. And again, you can use that chair for balance. I'm sorry to cut interject there. No, that's okay. That's that's. A great key point, as well as the wall. So using the wall for stabilizing squats, just holding a squat against the wall. And some of the other things that I use for makeshift equipment, water gallons, water bottles. I know you mentioned when we were talking of using recyclable bags and filling them with books, Filling them with rocks. Yeah, I thought of that because it becomes an adjustable dumbbell, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of switching off between a water jug, which, you know, the handles of a water, you know, buy a gallon of water, you know, I've used those. It has a small little handle that your fingers get all cramped you know, in there. Caught up and cramped in there. And, and, it's, and when you do curls, it kind of t- torques your wrists and it torques your fingers. And, right. And, and, you know, it's not the greatest handle. So it occurred to me just to put the water jug into one of those uh, small, totes or, or recyclable bags that you get at the, at the, at the uh, supermarket. And now, not only can you put that water jug in there, but now if you need more weight, you can add soup cans, like you said, books. Mm-hmm. I never thought of books. That's a good idea because bo- books 
books have weight, you know, right. Textbooks, you know, I have a ton of those laying around in my basement, <laughs> you know, so oh, that's great. Yeah. And you said using the wall, there you go. I mean, you can do a lot against the wall. What can you do again? Like what different exercises are you doing against the wall? For example? So you can, again, you can do chair squat or wall squats. You can squat against the wall. Right. You can use what I do for gallon jugs because they are oddly shaped. I'll have clients hold one gallon in both hands and stand against the wall while they're doing bicep curls simultaneously. Mm. Curls, yep. Also doing sh- overhead shoulder press. So you're lean- so you're doing overhead press using the wall? Correct. Some for some clients. And why is that? Stabilizing them mm. and firing up those quads while they're against the wall, quads, hamstrings. No, so I'll have them squat. Shoulder press, doing shoulder press against the wall. That's what I was asking about. Mm-hmm. But I'll have them, if I want to intensify it, I'll have them in a squat against the wall, right. holding it and doing shoulder press. Because right, otherwise they can just do it in the chair. No, well, you, you bring up a good point. Part of the challenge I found with, with virtual training and you're not having a lot of equipment is getting the intensity we need. Now we've you know, my whole show over, over the last three years has been about high intensity training right. and, and understanding that. And here we are doing the virtual workouts. We still have to maintain that. That's the key always to maintain that intensity. When you have no equipment and you have somebody that can't do a body weight exercise on the floor or something like that, the wall becomes a huge asset and it allows that person to get intense. Yes. Push-ups. Yeah, push-ups from the knees if, if you can't, obviously you can't do it from the toes. Or against the wall doing push-ups also. So for some of the older clients, standing and slowly doing push-ups against the wall. Wall push-ups, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are not nearly as intense as doing them on the floor. Mm-hmm. The but end. once you get into that holding, right, it intensifies it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Right, the static holds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that means you hold a position. Because some people have joint issues and they can't go through the range of motion anyway. Right. And, and if you're weak, it's tough to, to, to do full range of motion sometimes like in a, in a full pushup. That's why I use the wall. That takes a lot of the uh, force away. These, these positions that you hold, so you can't go to that a full range of motion. So, you, so having them hold a particular position, which is a difficult position mm. and not moving through that position. I mean, there, there are trainers out there. There are protocols out there that just do what they call, negative only or, or static contractions as, as a whole protocol to build strength without any movement whatsoever because they feel it protects the joint and it's not necessary to go through the range of motion. That's debatable. And it just gave me an idea to have some of those people on my podcast to yeah. talk about that uh, because there are people that would debate that, that they, they feel full range of motion exercise is, is better. And I actually know the person to have on my show, quite honestly, for that. But if, if you can't go through full range of motion, you do get something out of these things. I mean, again, it, intensity is intensity, whether you're going through a full range of motion or just holding a static hold against the wall until you exhaust. See, that's safe. You can you can work to exhaustion against the wall. And as soon as you reach exhaustion, you just you're still leaning against the wall. You're not going anywhere. And I think that's the important thing about our program is we understand that everyone is different. So what will be intense for one person may not be for another. We know how to adjust that accordingly. You know, there are a lot of, there are a lot of gyms, there are a lot of trainers that give a standard exercise across the board and everyone is expected to do the same thing and everyone is not able to do the same thing. So I think that is what is important about us and how we work with our clients. Well, you know, a big difference is, is how we measure 
progress and success. And, and what you're saying is that conventional way has been always doing a certain number of reps and certain number of sets, regardless mm -hmm. of the ability, you know, just they're arbitrary numbers. We're, we're, we're gauging intensity mm -hmm. and, and that's more nuanced than just, you know, do three sets of 10 of this weight. And, and, and when you're measuring intensity, you really do have to read the person and know what they're capable of and, and know how to apply that safely. Now that gyms have been shut down, every Tom, Dick, and Harry now have entered the virtual space of training. And uh, that's how we're different, right? Absolutely. You know, safety first, always safety first. There's positions like, let's take the lateral raise, mm -hmm. right? A classic exercise, you're raising your arms away from your sides. It works your shoulders, your deltoids. The conventional is a standing deltoid raise, lateral raise. I'm not going to get into all the biomechanics of that, but when you do it that way, you are putting a very heavy load on the shoulder at a very weak position of that shoulder when you're at the top. And that's why it always hurts at the top. If you ever did this exercise, it's very difficult at the top. It's almost painful. And it doesn't hurt throughout the rest of the range of motion. But when you get to that very top, it's a painful thing. And it has nothing to do with you being weak or not. It has to do with that it's biomechanically a strain. Mm -hmm. Everyone's doing that exercise. And then people wake up one day and say, why do my shoulders hurt me? And they never think it's their exercise program, you know, which is ironic because your exercise program should not be hurting you. And I've talked about this a million times in the past. You lay to your side. Instead of standing up, you lay to your side and do the lateral raise. You've just corrected that whole problem. As simple as that. And I would venture to guess that not one, maybe, maybe five out of 100 trainers might know that. Right. Five out of a hundred trainers maybe know if maybe I would even say less. And there's so many little things like that. Mm -hmm. So not all virtual workouts are created. Even those highfalutin, high tech programs that are out there. You know, I see the promos on TV for uh, these, these virtual workouts. You can do all kinds of workouts and you see the promos, you see the actual exercises that they're doing. They're very ballistic very high impact. They're doing, I, I see that lateral raise done the way I described it, standing up lateral raises all the time. I mean, that's a class, again, it's a classic exercise and it's always demoed in, in the advertisements. It's fancy and it's cool and you have a workout in your house and, and you have this like avatar training you possibly, but it's all the same stuff. It's just packaged differently. Right. And it's what we've been working towards and against, you know, in my case, 23 years, you, I don't know, 10 years, uh, and then five with us. Um, there's a lot of crap out there, like like every industry, I guess. Doing these virtual workouts is even extra. You need you need extra expertise because you don't have the luxury of a, of a piece of equipment to do the work for you, right? You really have to know what you're doing when you're training somebody virtually with the, right. with the challenges that we've talked about. Do you think virtual workouts are here to stay now that this has happened? I do. I absolutely do. I think this is a sign of the times, definitely, and uh, very telling as to how we are heading into the future. Do you have clients that were doing it in person and then they started the virtuals because of the shutdowns and everything and then like saying, you know what, let's keep it this way. Because some of the pros, you know, in some cases, the pros outweigh the cons. I've had a couple. I have had some. And, and especially right now, I mean, it's still so fresh with yeah. the pandemic and a lot of people are, are nervous and comfortable in this setting. But I think that there are going to be a lot of people, a lot more people who will choose to go the virtual route than rushing to get back into a typical gym. Yeah, well, they want to be assured that the precautions are being taken at the locations. Right. You know, I'm, I'm in constant communication now with my landlords. 
to make sure that the public areas in our building are going to be met with stringent attention. Doing my research on what we're doing in our gyms, and they want to be reassured about that. It turns out that um, more science that comes out about how you contract the virus, this particular one, is through sustained exposure in, in an unventilated space without yeah. masks. That is how it's being transmitted. There is very little evidence, for example, that's being transmitted from surfaces. The reports have been showing uh, right. outdoors. But sustain, and, and a big point is sustained exposure. Right. If you're in contact with somebody that actually has it and they're not coughing on you, Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're wearing a mask, and you're only with them for 10 minutes in a well-ventilated place, the risk is extremely low. Right. And knowing that, and knowing that we're going to open up soon, um, we've taken those precautions. So the places are going to be well-ventilated. We're going to have air filters. Everyone's going to be wearing masks. There's going to be physical distancing. By the way, I'm using that term physical distancing now, not social distancing. I learned that because somebody else said this, because, you know, social distancing is kind of, well, we need social more than ever now is the point. And uh, we shouldn't be distancing ourselves socially. We should be distancing ourselves physically. Uh, We should should be getting closer socially, if anything else, especially in this time. I mean, we have a lot going on as we record this podcast. It's during the the protests, the police brutality and, 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 the crazy times we're living in, but uh, so that's that's how we're going to take those are the precautions we're taking. You know, uh, limiting the number of people working out at the same time, well ventilated, and wearing masks, and 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 the risk is going to be drastically reduced that way. And I think for us, we people are going to come back. I don't think there's going to be as much of a hesitation to come back to our facilities just because we're so different, right? We are vastly different from. We're not considered a gym. We're vastly different from that. So I don't think that we are going to pose as much of a hesitation Mm -hmm. um, conflict. I think, though, reaching people who cannot easily get to inform, reaching people all over who are listening to this virtually is Mm -hmm. what is going to be heightened for us. I, I agree. Thank you for bringing that up. I've been bringing it up on our podcast the last couple of episodes, talking about how this opens up the door. I never thought about inviting people to, to call us for virtual workouts from mm-hmm. all around the world because the whole reason I opened up Informed Fitness is because of the, the equipment and the attention and, and the detail that we pay attention to, which you just can't get from a virtual workout. So I kind of had this like this all or nothing thing about that. Yeah. And I had this block about that. So I never thought of actually offering this workout virtually because you don't have our, our access to everything that we have. But then I'm realizing since doing these virtuals that we're still doing it so much better and differently than everyone else would do a virtual. And we just talked about that. So yeah, for you listening that don't have access to our gyms, I'm telling you, do a workout with regular weights, with no weights. You, you won't believe how different it is compared to Tom, Dick, or Harry putting you through it that, that just went virtual. There's a lot to this. And there's a reason why our equipment does what it does because we, we spent so many years not having that equipment no, and we saw the problems, you know, and we knew, how to, we knew how to kind of overcome the problems. So we know what the problems are to deal with when we're training you virtually. And that makes a big difference in the quality and the efficiency and the safety of the workout. And again, it's also efficiency. Getting your heart rate up 
in and of itself is not is not the point. It, it's 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 fatiguing the muscles deeply, and you're not going to have the same. All right, listen. You work out in informed fitness. It, it, it's like flying in a private jet. You know, if you're invited to ever fly on a private jet, take it. Take the invitation. I don't care where you're going. It can even be Cleveland. <laughs> no, sorry, Cleveland. You know, <laughs> and, and, and once you try that, and then you have to take your next flight and coach. It's like, oh my god, you know. But mm-hmm. coach still gets you there, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and the virtual workouts are even better than coach. We're like more like business class, our virtual workouts, because we know what we're doing. So you learn so much. The principles of, of why we do and how we do what we do uh, really bear themselves out uh, when you're doing something virtually and you don't have all this fancy equipment doing all that work for you. You know, so you really learn something about, well, just that lateral raise example, perfect example of, of, of a simple tweak that you do to, to a conventional work exercise that makes all the difference in the world. We're going to post that one. We're going to we're going to do a video linking that. We're also going to put a video linking uh, some of the things you brought up before, like a squat, a wall squat. All right, and we'll do one with a chair balancing on a chair. Balance lunges. Maybe maybe what we're going to do, Sheila. Please tell me if you can do this with me. We'll do a, a, a. We're going to do a video of a workout that an older person can do, a full body workout that an older person can do that have issues that that definitely get something out of it. Can we do something like that? Absolutely. All right. So we ha- by the time you're hearing this, it's it's already linked to our podcast. Okay. <laughs> All right. So go to it. Well, thanks a lot. This was great. I appreciate you helping me out with this, Shayla. No problem. Thank you for having me. This has been the Inform Fitness Podcast with Adam Zickerman. For over 20 years, Inform Fitness has been providing clients of all ages with customized personal training designed to build strength fast. Visit informfitness.com for testimonials, blogs, and videos on the three pillars, exercise, nutrition, and recovery.